Hello, everyone. Welcome to Screen Scream on Viola. Today, we're going to talk about little guys' regular life. Little, as in size or as in status. Actually, I wasn't going to say little guy. I was going to say regular Joe. But then I remembered that in Ant Man Three, he did say little guy. So I guess that works too. Also, the new movies we're going to talk about today are not from Hollywood, so I'm not sure if you're able to watch it in North America. But they're both critically acclaimed, so maybe you'll be able to find some theaters that show them. Let's start with the first one, Joyland. The extended Ronald family lives together in a house that the traditional minded patriarch Abba says has been there since before the partition. The household includes his two sons, Salim and Haider, their respective wives, and Salim's small children. The younger son Haider, who is already married but without work, reluctantly takes a job that a friend arranges for him in a burlesque theater. Too embarrassed to tell his father that his job is dancing in a troupe, he says that he is the manager. With Hyder employed, his wife Montas is forced to quit her job so that she can stay at home. As Hyder begins to explore an infatuation with Biba, the larger-than-life trans woman who runs the show, how much the entire family struggles with the constrictions of traditional family and gender expectations in Pakistan becomes painfully clear. Apparently close-knit, living in close quarters, the family members are separated by gulfs of loneliness and by secrets, unable to acknowledge the suffering or the desire of the others until it is too late. When Hyder's wife Montas tells him that she is pregnant, they cry together in a stark scene that shows the complexity of the relationship, which is suffused with a genuine tenderness that cannot bridge the gap between them. Likewise, Hyder's short-lived relationship with Biba is never consummated, but ends abruptly in an awkward moment that reveals Hyder's naive and misunderstanding of Biba's desires, and more importantly, his own. Hyder has recurrently linked love with forbidden love and with death. At issue is the impossibility of acting on his own, unstated queer desire, and Hyder never does. In this regard, it's worth noting that the film's opening sequence that shows Hyder playing with his nieces while wearing a sheet as a ghost not only anticipates the closing sequence; it suggests that Hyder already occupies a kind of death in life. Beautifully filmed with textures of dancing light reminiscent of the patterns and colors of fine serifs and shawar kameezes, the movie was aptly called a love letter to Pakistan by Malala Yousafzai, the Nobel laureate who was an executive producer for the film. <laughs> Oh my god! I think the introduction itself is longer than my explanation. But the best part of it is that it didn't give out any spoilers, so we can still look forward to the movie. The first new movie we're going to talk about today is a Pakistan movie. It's not only the first feature film of director Saim Sadiq, but also the very first Pakistan movie that got into Cannes Film Festival. And upon the first time into Cannes Film Festival, 
He won the jury prize for the certain regards category and queer poem. Although this is just the director's first feature film, he actually did a short film before called Darling. The story of Darling depicts a transgender dancer who wants to become famous and a naive boy who fall in love with each other. Saim is very good at telling stories and looking at the society through an angle that's very tender, sensitive, but not critical at the same time. After his short film Darling got a big success, this is how he extended it and made the very first feature, Joyland. From a short to feature film, Saim kept getting a lot of awards at international film festivals and made Pakistan be seen. You can say that he's the proud of Pakistan. Actually, Joyland was in the short list, meaning 15 best international films for this year's Oscar. And as you may already know, it contains transgender character in the movie. It apparently challenges the Islam conservative value. So it's very sensitive. It almost couldn't be played in Pakistan. Since I said almost, I guess it eventually got released in Pakistan, but I'm not sure. After listening to the introduction, I wonder whether Haider's wife knows that his sexual orientation or his gender identity isn't how it looks like from outside. If you're interested in Pakistan movie or you want to know more about queer movies, Joyland would be a very good choice for you. Next new movie is also a critically acclaimed movie from Asia. Let's listen to the introduction. The Narrow Road Chuck struggles to keep his cleaning company afloat under the pandemic as he meets Candy, who needs a job and Chew, her little daughter. The second new movie we're going to talk about today is a Hong Kong movie. Director Lam Sum. I'm not sure if I pronounce it correctly. It's Cantonese dialect. Although he's still a pretty new director, he has been concerned about social issues for many years. In 2021, he made a movie, May You Stay Forever Young, with another director based on the social movement in Hong Kong and got nominated as new director at the Golden Horse Award. Talking about the title of the movie, The Narrow Road, director Lam Sum said, it's because he wants to express that even you're walking on a narrow road, you will have people accompanying you. The trailer also echoes this theme, where even less important than the dust, God won't be able to see us very often, but it's okay because we can see each other, other people who are also less important than the dust. Therefore, people in this kind of status tend to help each other during difficult times. The background of the narrow road is set during COVID, so it not only captures the depression in Hong Kong during COVID, but also presents the normal 
the new normal that we experienced during COVID that we may need to say goodbye to a lot of our beloved. The past three years, all over the world, people are saying goodbye to their loved ones because of COVID. And it's really sad and it's really abrupt. Nobody's ready for that. Even the director said that when he was writing the script, his father passed away because of a disease. I'm not sure if it's COVID, but when he saw his dad for the very last time, there's still a glass between them. This is indeed very sad. The Narrow Road was nominated for a Best Actor in a Leading Role, Best Actress in a Leading Role, Best Original Movie Score at the Golden Horse Award. So if you like Hong Kong movie, you can go watch The Narrow Road. I think these two new movies we just talked about are rather sad, but the next two movies I'm going to talk about would be happier, and I'm not even sure if they're counted as little guys. But anyway, before that, let's review what we had from last week first. Top 3, Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. Top 2, John Wick, Chapter 4. And top one, the Super Mario Brothers movie. There's no big difference, but there are some movies that I don't quite like. Let's check out. Top six, Air. Who's the player? Michael Jordan. Your motor Evil Dead Rise. Top five, Suzume. Top 4, The Pope's Extortion. Oh my god, there are two horror movies on the chart, Evil Dead Rise and The Pope's Exorcist. I don't even dare to watch the trailer, so when I edited the bumper, I didn't even pick which section I want to use. Just put it there, I don't want to listen to it. Alright, but remember I said last week, if air is still on the chart, I'm going to talk about the story behind the logo. I guess air is also a story related to little guys. I mean, Nike is a big company, but back then it was just the third. It's smaller than Adidas and Converse at least. So let's talk about the logo. Everyone knows that the logo of Nike is a check. And in the movie, they did tell us the story behind the logo, but actually they didn't because the person who designed the logo only took $35, only charged $35 for it. I know it's back like 30, 40 years, but still it's pretty cheap. It's just like $1,080. So nobody really knows why the designer picks this, picks the check as the logo, but Air Jordan on all the Air Jordan product, you will see another logo, which is the silhouette of Michael Jordan. That's because the shoe designer Pete wanted something different for the Air Jordan line. And he saw a picture which was very famous at the time. It was Michael Jordan jumping up. And if you make a silhouette out of that picture, that's what he got for the Air Jordan logo. As for the very first pair of Air Jordan, there's another story. 
When they first made the prototype, they thought it looks good, but there's something missing. But I want to save this story for next week if air is still on the chart. So if you haven't seen air and you're interested, better go watch it in the theater in case it's not there anymore. All right, time for the last little guy we have. Top three: Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. Figure it out over a drink. Probably best. You need to give us a fighting chance. Top two: John Wick, Chapter Four. I don't sit at the table. Your family does. Please pray for me. Top one: The Super Mario Brothers movie. Look at us. We're adorable. Oh, I got this. No problem. Okay, nothing changed from top three to top one. I'm not sure if they're little guys, but they're in video games. I guess they're really little. Just like in the trailer, they said, "Look at us. We are adorable." Please don't ask me to do it again. But that's what they said in the trailer. So we're going to talk about the Super Mario Brothers movie once again. As I mentioned, they're in a video game. Or video games, correct? This movie is adapted from a classic video game. All the fans were looking forward to it. It was produced by Illumination and Nintendo. Director Aaron Horvath said he and the other director played this video growing up, and they're still playing it with their kids. So we can tell that from young kids to older kids are the target audience of this movie. So direct Horvath said it's really crazy to be able to put his favorite character into an adapted animation. As for the other director, Michael Jelinek said that the main point of the adaptation this time is to turn the experience and emotion players playing video games to the plot and core storyline of this movie. I would say it's half correct, half incorrect, because yes, I would say they definitely put the experience and emotions of players playing video games into this movie. But no, there is no plot, no core storyline. According to one of my friends, who's a scriptwriter, he said that this is not a movie. The Super Mario Brothers movie is not a movie. It's an experience. Like what I mentioned last week, it's an experience for all the fans of Super Mario. So you can imagine it's the cliche save the princess storyline. Although this time the person who's going to be saved is Luigi, Mario's brother. But still, you kind of know what's going to happen in the end. But the most important thing. Of watching this movie is to experience the game. I mean, when we play the game, we can only give certain instructions to our characters. But in the movie, we get to see how the characters will react in kind of real world. For example, when Mario's attacked, he doesn't just flash for a few seconds. He would shout something like "ouch." But at the same time, he wouldn't give up so easily. That's the fun of watching Super Mario Brothers movie. Although I guess I probably won't go watch it 
If you are a big fan of Super Mario, I recommend you to watch it. You will probably have a lot of fun watching it. Hope you all like this episode of Little Guy's Normal Life. Remember to tune in same time next week at Screen Screen. I'm Viola. See you next time.